Welcome to the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. Uh, this is where we have uh, really looked at a bunch of different issues across a number of uh, niches or, or areas and, and talked to a lot of very different people. Um, we have recently had shows with Joe DeSina from uh, Spartan Race and, uh, and really kind of talked to him about um, being able to build resiliency and being able to uh, um, really kind of build an empire while at the same time making sure that there's a real focus in the background about kind of that physical health piece. Uh, we've talked to Heather, Heather Monahan, who has uh, talked about building confidence and whether that's in your business life or whether that's in your personal life. And, uh, and she's done a fantastic job there, too. Um, and then recently, we uh, talked to Kirsten Stewart, um, who joined us from Geneva, talking about um, how uh, we're able to see whether there's any movements in that kind of whole lean-in phase and, and uh, are we doing what we should be doing in uh, equality for women in the workplace. And, and so uh, that was fantastic too. And uh, you know, a couple of things that we really have, have liked recently is that we've got some great feedback from individuals, that they're liking the content um, and that we're doing something that's a little bit different. So, so we're just going to share something uh, right away, is that these are a couple of um, um, comments that we've had that have come through to us. And, uh, and so this one I'll, I'll just say is, um, this helped motivate me. I'm one of the people the guest described at times um, like the saying goes, you can't do the same thing every day and expect different results. We always need to do things that challenge us and always be willing to try and evolve. And that was from Johnstone uh, 75. So thanks to, uh, to that person as well, because that's what we're trying to do here. Second one was um, congrats on another fine guest and topic for your lineup. Just listening to Nina, and that's Nina uh, Purewall, who uh, wrote a book that we, we featured in there as well, um, said that her speaking was relaxing. Excellent, timely content that I wish I had a year ago. I'll uh, recommend Nina's book and also the podcast. And that was from uh, Looking Glass Coach. So um, so again, thanks very much for listening. And, uh, and if you haven't uh, put a review in there or subscribed, make sure that you're doing that right away. We have awesome guests that uh, continue to come up. And, and we're going to add to that today. Um, recently, um, we talked to um, Amy Perkins about her change in career um, from uh, being a teacher and, and uh, um, doing some of that kind of coaching in the classroom and how she shifted her, uh, uh, her whole career over that time period. And we're going to look at something <laughs> similar to that, but from a very different perspective. And so we're really pleased to have um, Sean Mathias here today. And um, so, Sean, I know that uh, today coming in, it's been snowy and, and not so fantastic out today, but you were getting prepared to, I think, head off somewhere warm in the next little bit. Yeah, I'm going to Cabo uh, on Sunday for my brother's wedding next week. So uh, I'm escaping uh, the weather. Perfect timing. Uh, my wife's actually pregnant, so she's she's stuck here. But um, so I feel a little bit bad for that. But um, it's an exciting time for the family, and uh, yeah. it's gonna be a lot of fun. Wow, that's that's great, and and yeah, getting away, you've picked the right time. It's either <laughs> yeah, snowing yeah. or freezing rain, kind of around this time. So, um, so Sean, I wanted to start our discussion a little bit about. Um, it's actually been pretty recent that you've made kind of a transition from being a, a professional uh, athlete. Um, for people who don't know, so Sean was in the National Hockey League. Um, he played with the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, Winnipeg Jets, Florida Panthers, and Colorado Avalanche. Um, and a lot of teams. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, uh, quite a few teams. And you also played for, I think, Team Canada in uh, 2008 at the yeah. World Juniors. Right? Yeah, I played World Juniors one year there. So yeah. we, were, we won the gold. And you won and the gold. Yeah, that was, that was pretty surreal. That was an amazing experience. Uh, yeah. That was one of my goals to accomplish in um, junior hockey was to obviously get drafted and do all that. And but also to make that team. And uh, uh, a few of my teammates are still playing, like Marshawn, Giroux, and uh, Subin, and 
it's uh, that was a fun tournament. That was a fun month of my life for sure. Yeah, no, very cool. And and um, again, it's it's only been recently that you've you've kind of moved out of that pro life. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about you know what's what's the transition been like, and and uh, you know what are what are some of the challenges you've had with it, and and we'll we'll kind of jump off from there. Uh, it's been different. I mean, it's. Uh, <laughs> When you're with a team, when you're part of an organization um, with hockey, there's a lot of structure. Uh, your schedule's booked for you pretty much all year round. In the summer, you know what your schedule is. It's just to train and uh, and uh, to get on the ice. But during the season, I mean, you have, especially in pro hockey, and I guess all the way up, really, thinking about it now, I mean, you have your dad who does kind of everything for you, in my case, yeah. um, with getting me to practice, buying my gear. Then you get to junior, and it's... Uh, uh, now you're part of a team, you're away from home now, but you're still pretty protected for the most part for like getting things done. Like uh, like in pro hockey, it's like a whole different level, right? If you need uh, a hotel book for your family, yep. it's uh, it's it's all done for you. If you need flights, someone else, someone else always does it for you. So <laughs> yeah. um, now being away from the game, it's different. Obviously not going to the rink and seeing friends and uh, like seeing the guys and all that, but uh, it's been different for just like I depend on myself a lot more. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy that personally. I think um, the first year is really tough. This is now my second year out of the game, but uh, it's definitely a transition. I mean, it's a lot of ups and downs. It's it's uh, not as high a pace yeah. as it was when I was playing. Um, like go, you're always traveling, you're always going to different cities, you're always practicing. It's a very like it's the pace you live at that <laughs> at that level is very high and. Um, the pace I live at now is not yeah. even close. So <laughs> does it's, it feel uh, like times where you just, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with myself? Yeah, I mean, at first for sure. Like yeah. I was kind of like, like to be honest, my body just was really hurting at the yeah. end, and uh, I was just kind of like, am I going to go fight a spot for a twenty-two-year-old? So I kind of had my decision made during the season. Yeah. I kind of always said ten years, get to thirty, yeah, and then maybe we'll go to Europe or do something. But I just kind of really enjoyed like thinking for myself for the first time and uh and depending on myself and and uh starting the next chapter instead of delaying it any longer and uh, it's been uh it's been rewarding um i've learned a lot about myself a lot yeah. of self growth um my relationship with my wife is better cuz i'm i'm home and when i'm home i'm present when i was playing i was always kind of um i was there but i was thinking about like getting my legs ready making sure i was at my uh peak for the game right like I wanted to have all the right food I wanted to get my rest uh, I wanted to have that pop by game time so everything I did in life was kind of around that and I was just zeroed in on hockey so now that hockey's um, not as big a part of my life obviously but it's um, it's it's still a part of my life it's helped me uh, it's done a lot for me I'm, I'm so grateful for the game but um, it is nice to think for myself yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah like, yeah well, and and um, I heard you on on something recently. I, f I forget where it was, but um, and it's something that a lot of people don't think about until later in life than you are. I mean, you're still a young guy, um, but you talked about you start to think about how do I kind of leave a legacy? How do I do some things where I build something different and I kind of shift from one phase of my life to another? And and um, so, how have you started thinking about that? What you know, what what does that mean to you? I think at at your age. Uh, to be honest, like when I first retired, I was like freaking out. Yeah. I was like, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. I was like, 
okay, I like real estate. So am I going to be a real estate agent? Like yeah. I didn't know anything really, yeah. to be honest. I kind of just, at first, to be honest, I just joined a golf club because I was like, I need to get like a clubhouse back in my life, that kind of feel, right? So, because that was a big part of it, going to the rink every day and um, having meals there, like just starting to try and put the pieces back that uh, that I loved about the game. That's what I realized I started doing. I, I went and found a gym. So I started working out again because I took some time off that, let some things heal um, and then just get my mind right. And then I started... Uh, you know, the golf course was great because I had my buddies there. It's a lot like the team. You're in the, you know, you're going there, you're having lunch together. You, you, I play in the mornings like I did practicing in the morning. So it's just a different sport now, but I'm kind of, it's a similar lifestyle, I guess. But like I said, I go back to like thinking for myself now, I'm kind of out there running around and and uh, making my own decisions and it's fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and that would be it, right? There'd be a big hole that you have to figure out how to fill, but also not be connected completely to what you used to do before how do you make that bridge yeah it's like making your own schedule and stuff yeah. um i read a lot of books on yeah. uh, like growth and stuff like that because yeah. i was aware that it was going to be i thought it'd be easier like yep. to be honest i thought it'd be not that hard to like transition because i didn't really know i was getting myself into yeah and now a year uh removed um a year ago last year i was a very different person i was just I've I've relaxed finally. Like yeah. I let go of like thinking I have a game or thinking I got to be ready for camp because when the season ended, I would take some time and relax and and uh, get my mind right traveling. So I was already kind of thinking about to answer your question about like the future and stuff and life yeah. after hockey. I, I I guess I was already thinking about that because I was creating content. I was filming everything. Yeah, and I never really released it because I thought it was something I could use when I was done. And yeah. I think traveling for me was, uh, that's what opened my eyes. That's what kind of, that's what changed me, to be honest. Like, and, and it's funny. That's, I think, what jumped out is why, why we talked about coming on here is that I saw that you had started really kind of throwing out some of the things that you've done and in, in really engaging content about your kind of travels. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, that's, that's pretty cool that you've, you've already started to figure out how can I kind of use what I've done in the past to be able to, to connect with people differently. Well, that was something like in hockey, you're, um, you're almost like a soldier, right? Like if you look at, it, it's not really an individual game, even though I think it kind of is tailored, um, tailoring around that now. Like it's, yeah. if you look at teams, they're marketing five, six guys on the team now. Yeah. And they're paying those guys a lot of money, but they're also, because of how the world is now, like it's always, you're looking at content, 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 right? You're looking at your phone, you're looking at your Instagram, you're looking at whatever, but you're following the teams. Like every team now, when I was playing, they wouldn't let you put a podcast out. Like yeah. I asked my last year, I said, could I put a podcast out? Because yeah. be, I wasn't playing. I was, sure. I was hurt and I yeah. was getting healthy. I was like, <laughs> let me do something. So they asked and they're like, uh, the team's not going to allow that. But um, like how ridiculous is that? You can't start a podcast because you don't want the team to look a certain way. So yeah. I thought that was normal. So then you go into the real world and it's like, you can do whatever the heck I want now. Yeah. I'm like, this is yeah. amazing and I'm going to enjoy this. So, but, but put that structure that I learned out of hockey into that. And yeah. that's what's really helped me out from transitioning. Cause a year ago, I was just going to the golf course and just, just really just spending my entire day there playing like 36 holes. And my wife was not too impressed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. And, did you, do you feel that, um, you said that it was, 
it was a little more difficult than you thought it would be. Um, you know, one thing, and, and athletes always say this, is that um, uh, they, they do a better job probably than they used to, but there's still kind of some work to kind of help people understand, especially young people coming into a profession or working to get into a profession. Um, do you have some advice as to kind of those people? I know you talked a little bit about even, uh, um, you know, people see kind of the the pay rates of some of those people. So yeah, you get the top five people on a team or whatever they happen to be. And yes, they have kind of huge numbers attached to them, but there are other individuals that maybe are just kind of getting into roles and maybe in other professional leagues that don't pay kind of the same levels, but people uh, maybe think that it's much more than it is. Um, and you have a much more collapsed time that you're in that profession. And, and can you talk to kind of a couple of things I know you've, you've talked about recently? Well, I would, if I was talking to a younger athlete yeah. that's playing pro sports, I would say just maximize your time and, and, uh, your, not just your time in the game yeah. to build your brand and all that, but also you're, you have a lot of time during the day. Like you practice and you have your whole afternoon yeah. and you get in this like soldier mindset almost where you're like, I gotta, I gotta rest. I gotta get my napping. I got like, everything's about the next game. That's how I saw it anyways. And a lot of my teammates were like that, but, uh, you get guys like PK Subin. Look at, he's done an yeah. uh, amazing job at building his brand and like his life after hockey is going to be very okay, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I think yeah. he's set. He's basically going to be probably on broadcasting right away if yeah. he wants to because he's already set himself up for that. He's an amazing hockey player. He's got a crazy work ethic. Yeah. So I, I respect him a lot for, for that as well. But his work ethic doesn't stop with just hockey. It continues with, um, because he's thinking big picture. And I think when you're playing a lot of times, especially when you're a young player, you think that's it. And I posted something about that the other day about the money guys are making and, mm -hmm. and uh, how much they're losing off of taxes, escrow, agent fees, all this other, you, you know, if you're paying for a house back home and you're paying for your rent, the team doesn't put us up. A lot of people think they do, but we, yeah. we go out and find our own homes um, in the East coast league and lower levels. They do that, but American league and, and uh, NHL, you find your own homes, but um, just being aware, being aware who you're around, being aware of that you can do more than just play hockey. And if the team does tell you, like how I was told in Winnipeg, that that's not a great idea, Sean. <laughs> but you know what? Who cares? Because they're not they're looking out for their brand. I understand sure. that, but you can look out for yourself too. Yeah, absolutely. And and um, I, I think you also mentioned on. Um, on, on one of your posts recently as well is about how, um, you know, a, a lot of times a, an athlete might not have it necessarily provided by the organization, but it's worth kind of while looking into, you said kind of sports therapy and sports psychology. Some of those are very directed, but some things you said had kind of really helped you over the last while, whether it's through the transition or whether it's before that. And um, again, you know, to, to people that are kind of in the sport or getting ready to transition, what, what would you say would be kind of a good way to use that? Well, I went to therapy, so yeah. I, uh, I I always was like, I don't need a therapist or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. And it, when I was playing, I didn't really like um, talking to the sports psychologist. It yeah. just, they always worked for the team. Yeah. It was like you had 20 minutes with them. They came in. I didn't really know the guy. Like the, there was a bunch of them, but they're always like older gentlemen that I just didn't know who they were. And I was like, I'm not going to tell you things that I wouldn't tell other people when I don't even know who you are. Like yep. it wasn't comfortable to me. It yep. was never comfortable to me how any team um, really did it. Yep. And I pay, I did, I did like hire a guy to do it uh, the one year in Vancouver. I liked that, but it was over FaceTime and 
I don't know. It was it, it was okay, but I, it just wasn't really speaking to me. Yeah, like everyone's different. Some guys really do like it, and it works for them. For me, I just probably just never found a good fit. The right fit. But um, but for therapy, anyways, um, like leaving the game, um, the NHLPA actually provides therapy to their to any ex player. Yeah, and it's paid for, and that's a great tool right. to have because if you're going through a life, like I got married. I uh, was retiring from the game I played since I was five years old. Like I had, uh, I had just bought a house. Like I had a lot of different things happening in my life. So I was like, when you think about balance and those types of things, and I was kind of just running too hard and I just needed to think and take a step back. And, and I found with therapy it, and doing that, it just allowed me to like collect my thoughts because a lot was going on. I thought I had to like go right out there and get a job and like, yeah. and because uh, a lot of people, in sports too, they'll come asking, they'll be telling you about these opportunities or whatever, and you got to really be careful. But, um, so I just was kind of just needed to take a step back and just kind of reevaluate everything. And I thought therapy was a great tool for helping me do that. Yeah. Well, and it's, and really that's not a lot different than any other kind of career transition because yeah, it's the same for everyone. It's a major life change, yeah. right? And, and you had a few of them happening all at the same time. Yeah. And, I'm like having a kid now. Yeah. So I'm like, man, <laughs> But like I think about all this happening now, and I'm like, like thank God, perfect time after because it. yeah. it's like I'm present now, like I'm there, like I'm fully, like on board, like and that's not saying I wouldn't be, but if you have a game that night, like you're sleeping, you're like I don't know, I just I it's nice to not have hockey lingering over my head anymore. Like yeah. I miss the game a sure. lot. I loved it. I'm grateful for everything it did for me. Yeah, but I I got my time. I had. uh my 15 minutes there and it was uh it was a lot of fun very cool and and you always had a reputation of being a hard worker yeah um, all the way through so so uh, you know i i think that's the thread that they've seen and how um i guess that works positively for you afterwards or probably was a little negative for a while too because it probably almost accentuates that what do i do but but now or for anybody who has spend a lot of their time focused on, you know, just really gutting it out through a sport and you're shifting. Um, how do you see that? Uh, do you think that would translate into what you kind of do next? Is it, uh, you know, how do you, how do you make the shift? Like one of my first uh, networking meetings, I was asked like, what do you do differently? I was like, well, I work really hard. I, yeah. I do all this. I, <laughs> I'm the hardest worker in the room. And he just yep. looked at me like I had two heads. He's like, so <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. It's like, how much harder are you going to work than me? And like, my whole life was based off of hard work. Like my dad taught me, he's like, I don't care if you score one goal, five goals, no goals, whatever, but you're going to work hard. Yep. And like, I just prided myself on working hard. So when I'm talking to someone like that and he doesn't understand what hard work is, it's because he doesn't work hard in my mind. Like I'm like, <laughs> I'm like how I see it now is I'm the CEO with Sean Mathias. Cause I, I built myself up to play in the NHL and I ran my own business essentially. I had people working for me, running all this. So I had, when I left the game, it was like a confidence issues. Like, cause I just was like, oh, like where do I fit in now and all that. But now I look in the mirror and I wake up every morning. And I'm just like, you're the CEO of yourself. Like you do whatever you want to do. You're the man. Like, I just, I don't care if it's like, who else is going to boast about me? So I might as yep. well like feel that way about myself. And like hockey's a lot like, you're doing video, they beat you down a lot, right? Yep. Like they, uh, like 
it's just very like high stress, like sure. like Pointing it's like a mistakes. game of mistakes, right? Yeah. So it's like every mistake matters. Yeah. So it's just different. And now I'm like, I can go make a little mistake here and there on yep. when I'm teaching a kid how to skate. I've been doing teaching. I yeah. fell the other day, and my first reaction <laughs> is my pride and my ego. I'm getting like all kind of like, and I, I relax in like two seconds. I'm like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But but uh, so that's a good thing. More relaxed, but I still have that little like fiery side at times. Like yeah. especially on the golf course, my buddies notice it, but. Um, but still trying to get that. Well, job. I'm sure the competitiveness doesn't go away when you're, it has I mean, you has to be to yeah. get to the level you did. You yeah. have to be pretty competitive. That's like what I'm saying. Like I didn't go into a rink and be like, I'm going to be like scared tonight and, and uh, like be afraid of the other team, like growing up. Right. So why am I afraid of walking out there and being myself? Like yeah. it goes back to like all that content and stuff. I always thought I shouldn't post this stuff and do anything with it while I'm playing because I might bother the team. I don't want them seeing anything. I did stuff. I released stuff when I was done my contracts. Yeah. When I was done my contracts, I went con- I went traveling. Yeah. And then I put content out there because I was like, I don't belong to anyone. And then yeah. when you got signed, it was like, it's just different. And, uh, you know, you sign a contract, you're not allowed to like ski. You're not allowed to get, because yep. of risk of injury. Sure. So yeah. they don't want to see someone they're invested money into <laughs> bungee jumping. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, like I'm 28, 27, I think at that time. And I'm like, if I want to go bungee jumping, I'll go bungee jumping. Right. Like I got to live my life at the same time. So yeah. I think, uh, it's, it, you, they pay you so well and, and you got to be so committed to, to do, do a good job at it. So you have to be fully invested, but, uh, it's, it's tough because you, you do have to think about your life at the end of the, at the end of your career, right? You got a lot of life to live. And, and, uh, for me, I wanted to see parts of the world, wanted to grow in different ways. And I think that's helped me a lot, um, with my transition. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's even being more authentic with people probably always helps anyway. I mean, it yeah. feels better to, to not have to hold back all the time. Yeah. You want to live your most authentic lifestyle, right? You want to be authentic and pure and, and, uh, be genuine and, uh, Sometimes, I mean, we all know it. Like it's fake, like the interviews you see in hockey, right? Like, like I laugh seeing them and all my (laughs) friends used to text me laughing. They're like, like, but that's just the way it is. It's, um, you're in a game. Like I'm not going to joke around, right? It's not going to be myself. I'm going to be dialed in there a hundred percent. Like even when I coach now and I go out with a kid and I'm like watching like his mechanics and how he's moving and, uh, shooting a puck, his stride, whatever it is. Like that's when I really notice like my wheels start going again because it's like something I'm so into and like I love the game and I love um I love the grind. I loved improving, I loved practicing, working out. So like when I'm working with someone and I see that, like I do notice that's when I get like in that mindset again. And I'm just like really going after like like probably talking a million miles an hour and like the kids probably just like so confused, but <laughs> then I but like then I use those tools I've learned. I break it down and then I start like working it. So (laughs) yeah, that's, uh, that's the benefits of therapy right there. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Um, so one other thing I thought I'd ask your opinion on is, um, you know, in the, the women's game right now, there's a lot of transition happening there right now. Um, I, I mean, there's, there's still kind of the NWHL in, in the States kind of moving along, but a lot of players are kind of in that in between phase right now. Um, just any thoughts as to, Kind of what um, uh, the the men or or people that kind of have some of that sway might be able to do to kind of you know or or should be doing whether they think they should be advocating not advocating what uh, what's your thought there? 
I have no idea to be honest. It's yeah. uh I uh I'm I found out I'm having a daughter. Yeah. And uh my friends asked me if she's gonna play hockey and I say that she's gonna play golf. So yeah. <laughs> my mind's uh my mind's kinda there right now with yeah. uh but but looking at it and like hearing things about it, like why can't the NHL promote it and get guys doing that stuff, right? Whatever, whatever helps. It's it's growing the game. We talk about growth of the game. They talk the NHL talks about going to China all the time and they put games there with Vancouver and LA, I think, a couple yep. of years ago. Yeah. And uh they've had guys from like Boston go down there and do camps and it's great. It's it's growing the game worldwide, right? They do those premier games and all that, but like why can't you just promote like people in that are in Toronto or wherever the wherever we're promoting like that that team, right? The Leafs yeah, promoting yeah. a Toronto team. Like I don't see what's wrong with that and helping the brand, uh, the brand of it, hockey. I think's what we're trying to help. Yeah, well, absolutely. Um, and uh, I, I mean, I can't get away without kind of asking you a couple of really quick, just very hockey questions. Um, just before you finish, uh, who did you hate playing against, and why? Who did I hate playing against? Um, I'm gonna say Ribeiro. I can't really? remember his first name because he head hit it. He. Caught me in the head. Mike? Yeah, Mike something Rivero? like that. Yep. Okay. Caught me in the head once. I just yep. never got a chance to get him back. <laughs> and uh, I would have enjoyed getting him back. Yeah. And uh, I would have enjoyed that one. All right. And yeah. uh, other question is, I know you had uh, a lot of success against Boston. Um, and uh, I mean, you already talked about you. You've played with a couple of the guys there, at least uh, Marchand. Um, how about Chara? What's he like to play against considering his... His size, and and he's one of those guys that has stayed in the game for so long. Yeah. Um, you know, that's pretty cool that he's been able to do that. Um, any thoughts on that? Well, the obvious, he's uh, he's huge out there, and he's got a very scary shot at being a penalty killer. Um, when you see that guy winding up, and you know you're in the lane, you're just hoping it hits you, like in your shin pads, not somewhere soft, like, like in your ankles, where it's going to yeah. hurt for a couple months after. But... Um, He's a guy that works really hard. Like he's a guy that uh, works out every single day. Like he's a freak, apparently. Yeah. And it goes back to like what I was talking about, like those networking meetings, right? You you're trying to explain like the work ethic it is to get in NHL. And like I'm not saying just NHL. People work really hard in life, right? And and yeah. do whatever they're doing. But whatever you want to do well, you have to do it. You have to work extremely hard at it and and buy in and be totally in that moment of whatever you're doing and Chara's a guy who's played 1500 games he just got um he's still one of the fittest players from guys I know that play with him he's on the bike apparently all the time he's his body fat's low he's lean and he's over 40 and he's still doing those things so uh why he's still playing why he's effective out there is because he works harder than everyone to do it it's it's no question well, okay, that leads me to the uh, final thing I'll ask is um, we ask every guest um, if you could think of a couple of things that somebody who's going through um, a transition like yours or a, a, a general kind of big career transition, what would be a couple of things that you think that somebody should do um, just before they do that? What, what would be your kind of ideas? What should someone do before they... Before they make the big jump or when they're to get prepared for that jump, whether it's retirement or whether it's moving to another career? I don't know if, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I, I'm the best to an athlete. Maybe I can give you some advice, sure, but that's fine. Um, I, I don't know if there is anything you can do. Like for me anyways, I don't think there was much I could do at the beginning. Like, yep. like I thought about it. I was, I was like really scared with the idea, to yeah. be honest. Like, yeah. 
Cause I was like, if I, I thought more about what other people were going to think about it at first, I wasn't thinking about myself again. Yeah. And it's just, it's weird. Cause like when you're playing and you're in the game, like you come home to, uh, for my case, Toronto to play, you got a lot of family, you got friends all there. You come in, you're going to dinners and then you come home for the summer. Everybody wants to see you. And then all of a sudden you're, you're now done. And yeah. you know, it's just different. And, uh, it, it's just, I don't know if you can, it just takes time to fix it. Like when I, everyone said like the first year is going to be hard and you start to put those little pieces together, which is finding a gym. Um, cause you don't want to work out like you were doing when you're playing cause it's, it's hard, but, um, um, getting a, a good solid routine, which is your foundation. Yep. Um, and then having good people around you helps. You definitely want to cut. I started doing that like years ago though, but I was like, I got to cut my circle down because yep. I knew my time was coming and I just was like, I just want good people around. Right. And yeah. uh, that was something I was mindful of. Yep. So, I would, And you know what? I don't think that's any different than if you, um, I mean, there are some people that are kind of uh, like a vice president in an organization that's deciding they're going to go off on their own. Just as scared about, okay, I have a big corporate role. I have the yeah. the Horrifying. stuff that goes with <laughs> that. It feels like, and and then it's suddenly, you know, everybody else around them is thinking, okay, that's, is that the right move? Is it not? I would say like learn to put yourself out there and be okay with yourself because coming from like hockey, everyone always pushed my brand through their brand, right? Like, yep. you get what I mean? Like, if you look at my Instagram, I have like four pictures of hockey on there. Yeah. I wasn't thinking that way. Yeah. Because Winnipeg or Vancouver or Toronto, they were constantly doing that. And then you're trying to think about like your next chapter. You might have great ideas and like the best idea out there, but if nobody knows about it, yeah. it's not going, you know what I mean? Like you got to market yourself to create these opportunities. And that was something I had uh, definitely have, like, from a year that meeting where I'm just going, oh, I work hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's now I can articulate and speak more because I know who I am better. So I would say instead of just rushing into something and just take some time, figure out yourself, figure out what you want to do, figure out um, just who you are in general, and then create the life you want to create. And so, Sean, how can, if people are, are trying to follow you or look at some of your stuff, where would they find most of that? You can find me on Instagram at uh, Sean Mathias, LinkedIn, Sean Mathias. I will be having uh, a YouTube page coming up soon, I believe, and uh, a podcast coming out in probably the new year. Very cool. All right. Well, thanks for taking the time today. This has been awesome. And uh yeah, we'll uh, make sure that you do that. Once you have the podcast, let us know and we'll send that out as well and uh, get everybody subscribed to it. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, we already talked about that, but make sure um, make sure you put down some reviews, let Sean know uh, what you thought about today. Um, and also make sure you subscribe to the, the podcast so that every time we have a, other people come up, that you'll be the first to know about it. Um, but again, thanks very much. And, and we'll see everybody again on uh, Big Idea, Big Moves. Big Moves.